you're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hey, what's up? Dave. Yola. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start with good thing, and it's entirely possible that all four of us have the same good thing this week. I wonder so, that. So, Craig? <laughs> Incorrect, because I am not. <gasps> no. I'll save it for you guys. I got a free game this week. Wait, was it free? Uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, so, I do have a game this week, uh, but it's one that I wanted to talk about last week. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to record last week. So, uh, it's going to be this, this week's good thing. Uh, it is a city building game that is free to play in your browser um it's called city idol yes yes i know it's it says idol in the thing but it's 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 not really an idol game it's a city building game so if you ever played something like uh i don't know the classic caesar games or uh what's that one that just came out banished i don't know the things like that where you, you put down houses and you put down workplaces depending on what they are and that sort of thing and you and you just sort of go from there that's what this is uh the idea is that you start with very basic technology and then you start unlocking re- there there's a tech tree so you unlock research different things uh, until you get better buildings and houses and and production type thingies and it just goes from there it's, it's really neat it is free to play so i dropped the link down in our good things. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever play my suggestions, but I do like the fact that it's free. Um, I did I've, buy Vampire Survivors. I've That's tried a three dollars. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know if you guys check out any of the idle game recommendations because I've been on a kick and playing all those. But like I said, this is a city builder. It's very very neat, and eventually it will be on Steam. So maybe by the time you listen to this, you can actually get it on Steam. But right now, it's just do a Google search or click the link in our good things. Done. All right. Uh, Dave, construct some additional pylons. My good thing this week is The Legend of Zelda, The Breath of the Wild, because I have over 300 Koroks. (laughs) The end. (laughs) I'm a third of the way there, baby. Are you actually trying to get all of them? Craig doesn't watch my stream. No, I I know that (laughs) was... No, that was one of your, your, uh, your goals. I just don't know if it was met. Yeah, very generous donator it came in and dropped the last 25% of that goal all at once. So <laughs> now I don't get to play uh, any other games besides the Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zeldorf, Korok Hunt. It got s- s- less than 600 to go before I can play any new games. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly how much I threw with that, but uh, I basically gave Dave every single bit that I got from doing uh, um, those things where you answer qu- surveys. Yes, ads, ads and surveys. Yeah, yeah. Every single bit that I got from doing surveys for like five years. <laughs> I'll be honest; I didn't think it would take me this long to um, to reach that goal. Just and, in and time. I also just kind of wrote it off and forgot about it for so because it was so long. No, I was oh, I, I had been pushing this for so long. <laughs> but I refused to spend any of my own pocket money for this. This is only surveys. Hey, whatever worked. 
but then after after Dave finishes finding all the Koroks, he's got another game to play. The Golden Idol. Is that your good thing, Search Mike? For uh, I mean, it could be. I've talked about it before. But it's not my good thing time. It's still Dave's. All right, that's, I'm done. Okay, it's my good thing time. Uh, and my good thing is going to be, you know what? Since you guys all threw curveballs, I'll do it too. The case of the Golden Idol. It's Wait, uh, what is that? Craig asked him to make it his good thing. It's just you were you all heard that? Yeah, uh, it is a detective mystery piece together. What happened in this like freeze frame of someone dying? It sounds oh, so familiar. It's actually, it's actually Curse of Oberdin, but a different game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like there are literally two games that do this that I'm aware of. One is Return of the Oberdin. The other is The Case of the Golden Idol. And, oh, great. I loved it over then. And the case of the Golden Idol uh, has DLC that got released recently that is um, pretty good. Like, it's just it's just nice. more of what there already was. And without you can yeah. tell that Oberdin is structured to let them add DLC or have a custom mode or allow for allow for uh, mods, right? Like, Oberdin looks like it's structured that way. Yeah. And. Hey, if the makers of Oberdin ever listen to this, or the makers of The Case of the Golden Idol, either or, uh, guys, if you just keep making games like this, I will play them. Like, reuse assets and, and like, put it in a different setting and continue doing murder mystery stuff, and I'll, I'll just continue playing it forever. I and am, he'll, buy the, he'll buy an extra copy for me, so keep them coming. Exactly. Uh, so I will purchase two copies of any games that you guys put out that are like this. Just, just keep, them, keep doing them. All right, Tori, take take us home. All right. Uh, I, I would like to do a, a curveball like you guys did, but I can't. Tears of the Kingdom is so good, you guys. It's so good. Uh, we need to hurry this episode up because I need to Tears get back what? to it. Uh, <laughs> All right, time for a three-hour episode. No. <laughs> it's Hey, so I'm going to play it after we, we record as well. It's so good. And also, it's got all the same buttons as Breath of the Wild, so I already know how to play it, and that's like a bonus for me because I don't have time to learn okay. new stuff anymore. And I had a question about that because I haven't played Breath of the Wild for a couple of years now, and I'm like, I didn't remember that there was a separate button for parrying when you hold up your shield. So I'm like, is did they change it, or am I just I don't remember? No, the is controls are almost exactly identical. Okay. Uh, in in fact, in addition to the controls, the game, the game is just Breath of the Wild more. Yeah. So if if you liked Breath of the Wild, you will like Tears of the Kingdom. If I, you did I not really, like Breath of the Wild, skip it. I really like what they did with the powers this time around, though, because it's yes. they they basically made it so there is a building and separate separate things a building and crafting system. And that's sort of cool. It's really cool. You really get it. Uh, you could craft meals in the first one. You can yes. I stuck a sword to my that. sword. Yes. I, I put a sword on the end of my sword, and I hit people with my sword sword. Wait, you made sword chucks? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can do oh, that. basically man. what yep. you're doing. Yeah. Sword chucks. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm, I also... Oh, man, once I get out of Korok purgatory... <laughs> no. <laughs> Gosh, I let's see. I put a log on the end of my wooden stick. Uh-huh. Yep. Which was just, which like, was great. Hugely long uh, spears and just wail on everything and uh, uh, like, I, you can put Is this a good thing? 
Yes. Does this my work? Oh, yes, it does. You can put... My shield didn't have enough shield, so I put a shield on my shield. I put a flamethrower <laughs> on my shield, so every time I'm blocking, I'm uh, also, like, roasting the bad guys. Same. Nope. Nope. Ooh, I, I found one of those. I need to use it. I put that sounds great. a minecart on my shield, and I went, like, Legolas <laughs> surfing down one of those minecart tracks. That's what I... Wait, does that work? Oh my gosh. I, I did that by accident. I'm like, well, I guess I have a minecart shield now. But I didn't try. Oh, man. You can shield surf on it. Oh my gosh. I also gosh. have a rock on one of my shields, and I have no idea what that achieves. It but I, achieve every time thing. I pull up my yeah. shield, there's a big rock right there. I, I found uh, my first uh, stone talus, and it was like a, a luminous stone, stone talus. So it was all shiny and beautiful, and it dropped so much luminous stone when I killed it, and it also dropped. Like, Wait, they have Ralkahest in this game. Yeah, and it also dropped like a stone talus heart, and I didn't know what to do with that, so I fused it to a shield, and it looks really <laughs> cool. <laughs> what do I do? This is it's my shield now. Yes. Yeah. Later, someone who looks up the guides is going to be like, um, Tori, you actually should have done something really freaking cool with that, and you wasted it. Uh, you know what? I'll just wait for a blood moon and go kill another one. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, as as has become tradition on this, the day after the game came out, uh, there's like a hour and a half long world record run. Wow. Of course there is. Like, of really? Like, actual an hour and a half? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet because I, mean, I don't want to. Because I want to play it myself, but yeah. I spent that long I, I trying th- not to die in that shrine where they take all your equipment away. It's like even Tide Island, you guys. It's so fun. I feel like they can just take advantage of a bunch of the bugs and stuff since it's the same engine. I mean, maybe. Uh, I heard they fixed whistle running, so. Oh, yeah. So I think that's not a thing. But hey, guys, we finished a book. Yes. Wait, whoa. Yeah, whoa, who said that? We finished that? a book, and we need to talk about this book so I can get back to Tears of the Kingdom, please. <laughs> keep trying, Tori. Mm. Just keep, keep it up. Keep us on pace. Stay on topic. All right. On well, topic. since since Tori has introduced this side topic that we can discuss, how bad is it to live in Hyrule? Like, I feel like Breath of the Wild times, if you followed a few simple rules, it wasn't so bad. Just, like, avoid guardians and don't live somewhere with one of the divine beasts right? and you're, you're pretty solid. And now you've just but, got rocks falling from the sky. Like it's Like, it's a literal trope. Rocks fall, everyone dies. Like... Yeah. So, so question: Was the divine beasts were they around for the whole 100 years, or did they just appear at the end? Did you they, play the first game? Yeah, as but in I, the first chronological game. I yes, mean, but um, I don't remember. It's been too. The long. Hyrule Warriors one. Yeah. Oh n- no. Okay. To answer your question, Craig, yes, uh, and in fact, the your 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 fish wife and your mm-hmm. Falco buddy, uh, they were yes. the pilots of the other divide of the divine. I remember beasts. that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the Divine Beasts were there, but they were parked. Like, they didn't get all active until Link woke up and started doing things. Or, or yeah, like... Link has to go and go and defeat, like, the Blight Ganon. In the first game, Link goes and defeats the Blight Ganons to wake them up. And the spirits of the original four heroes drive them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Urbosa and uh, Daruk and the rest Yeah, are here on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yep. No, because I think they say in in the game uh, that, <laughs> um, you know, the the big iguana thing was on the mountain, but it wasn't moving around and active. And then... Varuta? Yeah. And, and, and then, like, 
Um, no, Varuta was the no. water one. Varuta's the bird one. Okay, but, is, is anybody timing how much of this that Tori is talking about, Sorry. not the book, when she's Let's the one after us on. to <laughs> talk about the book? They're all, hang on, they're all named fault. after Zelda Two Towns, right? Vanda Boris is the desert one, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all named after... I think they're all named after Zelda Two Towns, or they're all named after. Uh, they're yeah, they're named were like Ocarina Sages, which were named after Zelda Two Towns. Correct. All right, let's so Ocarina. let's talk about this book that we read. Yeah. So I read the novelization of The Legend of Zelda: Tears of no. the Kingdom by Shigeru Miyamoto. Bad Dave. No. Composed by Koji Kanto. We read Rhythm of War, and Dave is going to give us a two-minute summary. I am opening my stopwatch right now. I have my my timer go. Oh, it's not on stream though. Stop watching. You don't have to. There, so it's ready. Okay, just just so we we have the parameters in place. Dave actually has four minutes because this was two books. I wrote it for two minutes, so I'm gonna finish way ahead of time. Okay, Speed but running. Dave has four minutes because this book this book was two books, you guys. I thought it was three books. Most of the books are books. most of the books are three books, but this was this was two three books. Well, whatever. No, actually, I think Mike's right. No, it was five parts Summaries. because we have that end half of of like whatever the interlude book that would be, and then one full book, and then we have the beginning of the next book. So two books. Oh shoot! Was no, I supposed to talk got, about Dawn Shard? We've got no, action therapist. No. We've got Die Hard. We've got uh, the Shadesmar stuff, and then we've got whatever right, Dalinar is doing. Stuff. So like. Oh. That's four books right there. Right. Are we ready, Dave? All right. Here, are you ready to hear my four quad summaries? Okay. Yeah. All right. Count me in. In three, two, one, go. The book starts with a summary of all the stuff we missed since the last book. Then Dalinar and Navani get married. Or did that happen in Oathbringer? It's been a long read, you guys. Kaladin gets tired of fighting, so Dalinar and Sylphrena make him take a nap from soldiering. His dad wakes him up to do surgeoning instead. But Kaladin decides to be an action therapist. Not sure what that means, but Mike likes saying it a lot. Suddenly, the Fused capture Erythru while Dalinar is on a mystical journey with the Mink and Yasna. The Fused corrupt the spren of the tower, known as the Sibling. Because of this, all the Radiants pass out for some reason, but Kaladin and Lyft don't pass out for some other reason. I think the tower had like a suppression field for void magic, but the fuse reversed the polarity of the field to suppress regular good guy magic. But Kaladin and Lyft have so much good guy magic that anti-negative suppression field doesn't strong enough. Meanwhile, Riboniel, a fused leader, tantalizes Navani into helping her. Using Navani's love of science, Riboniel is trying to win the war, or the next best op- or the next best option, lose the war. Navani untricks Riboniel and stabs her with a double-reversed, anti-suppression, void-sphered, mega-polarity, auto-infused dagger. All this time, Lysian, the then-not-defeated one, is chasing Kaladin and slapping noodles. Kaladin keeps hiding in secret rooms to survive and writes love letters to Leshwi. I forgot about Shadesmar team. They go to Lasting Integrity, City of the Honor Sprint, to enlist help. Adolin starts a riot, Shallan fails her mission to kill Kalik the Herald, and so Vale explodes. Suddenly... Kaladin remembers that he doesn't know how to write. How will he ever express his true feelings for Leshwi? The book crescendos to an exciting climax, as you can imagine, and you'll have to imagine it because I'm running out of time. Navani bonds the sibling, and Tyrevangian bonds the Odium. The end. Also, Seth, Moash, and, most importantly, Nightblood were there. 
two minutes even. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't there. I'm two minutes Nailed. early. Nailed. I had Nailed. four minutes. I, yeah. the n- 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 tanned it. <laughs> Wait, collect it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ashed it? <sighs> that was wonderful. Thank you. That was. Yeah, you didn't tell me I had four minutes. But I'm glad you didn't because I would have just made more work for myself. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what doesn't Dave know that Dave should know? Well, there's a lot. I'm, so, do you want to get oh, into his questions? I know. Questions? I don't know when Kellick died. <laughs> Kellick and I also don't remember that explosion. Kellick didn't know die. about that explosion. Yezrian died. Yezrian. Yezrian died. He See? died. I don't died even know who end. died. <laughs> he died at the end of Oathbringer. M- Moash stabs him with a knife. You're and thinking he's like, of Amaram. Yeah, he died too. Yeah. Yeah, he ate a rock, but not as much. Died. Yezrian died more than Amaram died. Yeah. Wait, Amaram didn't... Well, I guess he went to the cognitive realm? Or did he just get consumed by the power? Uh, he would have been... He would have been a cognitive shadow for a bit. He was pretty right, heavily he had, invested. He had the investiture, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the specific thing I'm thinking of is... And I'll let Craig do the, do the mouth-talking parts for this. Uh... Hey, Dave, would you like to learn about Shallan's mother and what we think is going on there? Yeah, Shallan killed her with old cryptics. She sure did. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is correct. Craig, what else do we think is going on with Shallan's mom? She's a conjurer. I knew it. Well, okay, r- wrong. <laughs> you're close, but you're not close at the uh, same time. She's a returned. I knew it. She's a, we think she's a herald. So one of the heralds... Wait, uh, Polia or the redhead? Oh, was, the redhead one. The redhead one, yeah. Just <laughs> the one like from Shallan. the back of my book. Yes, exactly. Um, so so there, there's a few That's things right, that are going hotter. on. There's a couple of hints. So th- there's the weird thing that uh, Shallan's mother was essentially working with Skybreakers at, at, at that point in time because um, she had a close associate. We don't know much about this, but... Uh, it, it appears that, you know, they were going to kill Shallan, which is why she decided to manifest, well, she had the bond going, manifest the, the blade and kill her mom because, you know, protection. Uh, that That's sort of how it all went down. But at the same time that this happened, it's also the big party with Gavilar being assassinated. Like, this is the exact same time. And, and, uh... It, Wait, Shallan killed her mother on the same night that Gavilar died, or pretty close to it. Pretty as far close as we can tell, for, as far as we What's can piece the, the timeline together, yeah. What's the redhead herald's name? Shandarash. Do I have that right? Probably not, but it's close to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I don't... It's funny because it makes sense because when I first looked at the artwork and didn't realize it had a caption in the table of contents, I was like, "Oh, it's a picture of Shallan." <laughs> so, I, I want to be clear here. I also don't know how to pronounce it. Craig's pronunciation could be correct. I just assume that it isn't. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so there's a major thing here. The major thing is that we're told in this book that Talm did not break. In order mm-hmm. for a desolation to occur, someone, one of the heralds, needs to break. And Talm was not the one. Talm, as far as we know, was the only one who was, you know, on Braze at the time. So that means... At some point, another herald had to die and, oh. and be sent to Breeze. So you who think will break. Shallan killed Chanaranch and yes. then Chanaranch 
cave in like five minutes. There's a number of weird things. So like how does in yeah, like eight does, years? Uh, but yeah, how does a cryptic bond Shalon very carefully the desolation then? Well, when a mommy and a daddy really love each other, Dave, sometimes they have a very special way of wrestling, and then a cryptic comes and and sees a little girl and's like, "Hey, you're a liar." Oh, and the cryptic looked at you. So it's pretty clear that I think the crypt, or not the cryptics, the the sprint, uh, had an idea that something was about to happen. Like there's definitely some other stuff that we're not privy to, um, but clearly what Gavilar was up to because he was pulling out anti void light or whatever the heck he he had in his gem. Like he's been up to something, and it's pretty clear I, that they were like preparing and like, hey, we need to bond new radiance because something's about to go down. So it does make sense that. First of all, the Ghostbloods would know of Shallan, and second of all, that they would want to hire Shallan because she has a history of killing Radiance. So it, it's really, well, Heralds, it's really weird. Heralds. Shallan's family is not that major in Yakaved, and yet they have, you know, they have their own personal Soulcaster. They're in with the Skybreakers and Ghost. They stole it. Well, they were working with the Ghostbloods uh, for whatever weird reason. There's. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't. One of the Fire Emblem characters with red hair involved with them. Uh, her, her oldest brother. Hellerich? Yeah. Is that it? Not okay. Balat. Balat was the new non, right? Okay. Shalon's family's like top servant was a Ghostblood. He had the tattoo and everything. He, uh, as far as we know, brought them the uh, changey glove this thing. This old caster? There we go. I like changey glove things, though, changey now glove. that I've said it out loud. The changey glove. <laughs> I like it. Uh, anyway, uh, so yes, the the Ghostbloods know about her family. Uh, her older brother Helleran, um tried to I've join. Been saying that wrong, I probably am saying it wrong too. Uh, tried to join the Skybreakers and was not admitted, I believe. And then tried to join the Ghostbloods. Okay, so what was I talking about? Anybody remember? The I think I think Helleran and. Shalon's oh, yeah. brothers? Helleran, uh, yeah, tried to join the Skybreakers, also tried to join the Ghostbloods, may have been more successful with the Ghostbloods, I honestly don't know. Wait, you telling me that you can't step on a cat in, on Roshar without running into a secret society that Helleran tried to join? <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on with him. And then we also got, I believe we got a word of Brandon that... Uh, there's an unmade that's been sort of hanging around the uh, the Devar household for a while, didn't we? Didn't we get that? I don't remember. Was it Baido Mishram? No. Not by, was it? Um, don't tell me. The uh, Midnight Mother. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> Midnight Mother uh, was hanging out at Aretha room. Yeah, I don't, I don't right, think we got told who it was. There were bits of her like hanging out. Oh wait, where was it? Like it, maybe it was Shalana. It was because she kept Shalana kept seeing like shadow people. I, I, we think that was the cryptics. In her memories. That was just the cryptics oh, yeah. that were manifesting. Oh, so, yeah. So, okay. so, so, so in general, Shalon's family, really weird. Revenge, yeah. We know someone broke, and it wasn't Talon, so it must be one of the other heralds. We have a, an accounting for at least half the heralds. Like, we know where they were. We know that they're still in existence. I mean, we've seen most of them on screen. Well, half of them on screen now. Um, so it's like, who are the missing ones? And there's one that's described with flaming red hair, and... There's also the fact that Shalon killed her Johnny mother Storm. around when Gavilar's assassination were very convenient timing. And, you know, it's 
it sort of would make sense, basically, if we use that as a herald rather than just like, oh, you know, one of the heralds just died randomly at some point in time. So, well, basically, we suspect Shallan's mother was a herald. Well, that's all the old heralds, but what about new heralds, Craig? Could there be a new herald? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait until the next book, Mike. Ah, hmm. oh, like Gavilar. Like, could Gavilar have been working toward becoming a new herald and releasing Kalek from the Oath Pact? Could that have been what was going on in the prologue of this book? In this book? Yeah. But Kalek is in lasting integrity. He is. He is. Yeah, there's and he, some, there's and some... he could also sense when Yezrian was killed, so he's not completely out of it, but I think that Gavilar was uh, on his way toward becoming a herald and may have gotten far enough along that he didn't just, you know, go to the go beyond. The, to the beyond. Yeah, I think option one, it's one of the old heralds, specifically Shallan's mom. I, I think that's like the best candidate for that. Option two is that somehow uh, Jerk... Whatever we call him, Gavilar. Sucks. Jerk face. Gavilar sucks, was able to actually become a herald himself, and he immediately broke because he's bad at this, and he's stupid, and ah. I could be a herald of guys. Yep, and he breaks That's exactly what he sounded like, and you know what? (laughs) It was those oratory skills that allowed him... To bring yeah, the right. kingdom of Alethkar together under a single rule. <laughs> I actually submitted that as the as the audiobook of reading. Perfect. But they rejected me. They said it was already published two years before I read the book. Uh, what else do we have fun theories about that we haven't shared with Dave? Well, I know Dave had some questions for us. So why don't we get to that and yeah. see if, if we can like go off on some theories with that. Okay, Dave. Mm, what should I ask? Uh, please don't ask when Yezrian was killed or when the sphere exploded because we've gone over that about a million times now and if you haven't gotten it yet you're just not gonna so how did a cryptic bond Shalon before the desolation uh, there's nothing actually stopping Spren from coming to the physical realm and bonding people if they well, want no. to Nail. Nail is specifically stopping that. No he's not stopping the bond he's, he's waiting for the bond to happen and then murdering people yeah true that that is true. Uh, and Shalon doesn't know how to be murdered. Yeah, it's it's kind of like flying in Hitchhiker's Guide. You you throw yourself on a sword and miss. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that so one time about... when she did throw herself on a sword and and succeeded, and just sort of got carted through the yeah, palace. She, she accidentally healed herself into the into the corpse room. You know how every palace has a corpse room? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every palace. Palace run by Ashert Marn, I guess. So, here's a question for you. How about that uh, Tyravangiodium? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah, how about that guy? What, what's up? What's going on there? Well, he's there. He sure is. Uh, so, what our understanding of it is, uh, this is just Brandon upping the stakes. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ray's isn't really a character that we know, right? We get bits and pieces of him through Odium, but mostly at this point it's the Odium shard and not the person. Uh, so mm-hmm. to to basically have a a big bad that we actually care about and can understand like the potential of, he kind of needed to swap out Rays for somebody we know who is scary. Okay. Next question. How about that cultivation? Huh? She kind of did a number. 
How about cultivation A being a dragon, B being the mastermind behind everything by yeah. poking at three people? So I suspect... Including herself? Sure. I suspect, and I'm, I don't know if I talked about this with you, that cultivation probably has the best future site of the shards like they they all seem to have it in different degrees and, and i know we talked about preservation versus, versus ruin ruin is very concerned about like immediate destruction and and things that he can ruin like he's very short term what is like the shortest path that i can make things happen and ruin right, does so that. when in in all your base when they said you are on the way to destruction that that was ruin he wanted to find the shortest way to destruction yes so okay uh cultivation you have meanwhile, no chance to survive make your time she's all about just planting a couple seeds and watching what happens but it's not plant randomly craig, and hope things happen craig another way to say that would be somebody set us up the bomb uh-huh. oh my gosh so <laughs> yeah seed bomb uh on the next episode of 20 year old memes um so cultivation wants to set things up set us up the bomb as mike says and and she's very good at looking ahead to be able to set that thing up like she she she's very good at like the smallest amount of effort for maximum gain so you need good future sight for that all right so cultivation's a dragon yeah yeah cultivation's a dragon and i remember hoyt saying that he knew a dragon but i thought he knew frost hoyt does know frost Hoyd knows several dragons. Hoyd is from the planet where dragons are also from. Oh, the dragon steel planet. Yep. Is steel also from there? And does he write words in it? Could be. Okay. Um, Cultivation also almost certainly wanted to get revenge for her boyfriend, husband, shardmate uh, getting killed off. And that was ultimately Race's fault. So taking revenge on Race by making odium like 10 times as threatening 10 times as threatening control taravangian well okay more threatening but also a person that she can reason with for a while who owes her a favor true and you know but taravangian seems awfully fast to be giving into the intent of the odium shard well okay so a couple things here first race his whole approach yeah to what being, an idiot his whole thing to being being um the odium shard is that he just wants to be the last one standing. So he wants to break and shatter all the other shards because he doesn't want to pick it up. Uh, because if he picks up another shard, he's not odium anymore. He's he's sort of mixed in with something else, and it changes his intent. And he didn't like that. So uh, like harmony. So let's break all the shards uh, rather than take pick them up in some way. Yeah, like harmony. Uh, so that was his plan, and then he goes to do that. So he specifically, aside from ambition, targeted systems with multiple shards. So, you know, the... Uh, his own? Well, no, that's not his own. He's not from Roshar. Uh, he's not from Roshar, but I thought he was from the Rosharan system. No. Nope. Braze isn't no. a planet in the Rosharan system? No. Braze. Oh, okay. Oh, Braze is, yes. the entire... Braze is, yeah. Yeah. Bra- okay. Um... Raze, as Odium, got stuck in the Rosharan system by yeah. the Oath Pact. Yeah. 
he mm-hmm. he was just going through all the different dual shard systems. So it started with devotion. Well, he started with ambition, but then there was devotion and dominion, which he shattered. And then he was gonna go wreck cultivation and honor because they were hanging out and helping each other. Uh, I thought he was f- from praise. No, well, so that's the neat like, thing. I thought that was his plan. He basically brought humans with him, or humans brought him around. It's not really clear. Um, so they're not even from the Rosharan system in the first place. They settled on Ashen, but. I, I don't even think they're from there in the first place. That they, they Odium bro- came with them. Wait, what if they are Skadrians? That would explain why they named their planet Ashen. Wait, what if they're Sha- What if they're actually Skadrians? Hmm. Yeah. What if? Wouldn't that be neat? Mm-hmm. I, then, I suspect then not. They might but... be Alamancers and Farukamis and might have taken a conjurer or two with the. Okay, so but not on purpose. One one thing that might be relevant here that. I don't know if we've told you or not. We should have. Um, Roshar was populated by non-humans before the shattering of Adenalsium. Wait, what? I thought it was uninhabited and then preservation in Rugen like, nope. made people. Uh, that's Scadrial. That's Scadrial. What yes. did I say? Well, well you said preservation in Ruin, so. Yes. That's and that established was established at the end of Rears of Wadiance. Okay, but that was pre-shattering of Adenalsium. Adenalsium built Roshar and populated it with people. Human people? No. Singers. Singers. Okay. Right. We knew that. What? What are you telling me? I'm telling you the thing I just told you. I wanted to make but, sure you knew, because I didn't know if you knew. It was in the third book. Okay. Well, we... Okay. The third book establishes that the singers were there before the humans. It doesn't yeah. establish that they're Adenalsium people. So you... Okay, so... There was a possibility that they were created by honor and cultivation. Yeah. But you're saying that's not the case. That is not the case. Okay. Where okay. the humans on Scadrial were created by honor and ruin. Not honor mm-hmm. and ruin. Preservation and ruin. Uh, and based on the humans from Yolen. Is that the dragon steel planet? Yeah. Okay. Which has humans and the Fane, who, who include dragon people. Okay. Then what happened? Uh... Then we all had tea. Everything changed. Uh, so, so one of the other things, attacked. and and this is discussed in the the epigraphs and the letters. Uh, apparently, the shards had an agreement. I didn't read those. The the shards had an agreement amongst themselves that they wouldn't interfere and that they would sort of spread out and do their own thing. But then, quite a number of them, it, at least half of them work together like you had preservation of ruin working together to create a system and you had devotion and dominion and we had honor and cultivation so they they seem to pair off and that bothers shards like autonomy who's like no you're supposed to be autonomous what the heck and well, apparently nobody liked ambition well yeah because like, they're like, like this this one is dangerous ambition. to is all of the us werewolf one uh, that is where yeah that is where ambition was uh that's part where part of the fight took place uh, it messed up that system. Yeah. In ways that we don't actually know or understand. Yeah. We're just told. Bad. So, yeah. So, um, it's... So, yeah, they had that agreement, and and essentially Odium uh, Race was using that as an excuse to, you know, go attack these systems. Because then, then the other shards wouldn't retaliate against him. Because, oh, he's just making sure they respect the, the agreement. Um... So for a while it was working, and as Mike said, he got stuck in the Rosharan system due to the Oath Pack. Um, he won a bunch of one v twos. Yeah, 
he was probably getting some help, so it was more like 2v2s, or in at least one case, probably 3v1. So now... So he got... He he didn't want shards to work together, so he called on other shards to help them break up the other shards working together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What a guy. <laughs> so now... Uh, now it we get now we get Teravangian. Now that I think about well, it, well, yeah. So now we get Teravangian, who doesn't have the same approach that you know Race has. Like he has a completely different view. And as it said at the end of the book, he has plans to save everyone, whatever that means. And uh, yeah, the punishing people for breaking a rule that everybody agreed on by also breaking that rule is some real pro wrestling heel stuff. <laughs> You're allowed to heal in pro wrestling? You sure are. Wow. But mostly you heal by cheating, so... Wait, how many E's are in heal? Uh, two. Oh, all right. Yeah, not, not that kind I, of heal. The other kind it's of heal. It's heal as in... The one at the bottom like, of your foot. Lay on hands. It's, okay. it's heal as in the opposite of face. You know how, you know how if, if you think about a face and then you think about its opposite, it's the heal? Yeah, that's it. So yeah, uh, but Teravangian... In my opinion, seems really super scary. As uh, ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. I kept telling you guys not to worry about him. I mean, he's dead, so like we shouldn't worry about him, yeah. right? We saw his corpse yeah. and everything. Yeah. Dalinar's never gonna get to work with him again ever. Nightblood. Oh, did we talk about this, Mike? I, especially after this read of Rhythm of War, yeah, Dalinar's gonna lose the next fight. Uh, it's yes. it's not up to question. The, There's the not going to be a fight. The fifth book is 100% going to be a downer ending. It kind of has to be to set up, you know, the back set five. The, the back. Yeah, I mean, downer is not going to fight because Tyrevangian is going to trick downer into breaking their agreement. Because I, that's the only way that Tyrevangian can escape the Rosharan system. So so you think he's well, going to ultimately the only way, escape? The, the most obvious way. It seems pretty is, clear that... That Teravangian has a plan because he's like he could be successful in in finding a way out. Like it seems like there is a third choice, and Teravangian yeah, he knows just that wants third to choice. Save them okay, all. guys, this is a great thing. One by one, let's give our theories for how Book Five is going to go. Tori Stark. Oh, on the spot. Um, well, somebody uh, in our Discord uh, said that they think it would be. Pretty nasty if uh, Teravangian picked uh, little baby Gavinor as his champion, and Dalinar is going to be his own champion, and there's no way he's going to kill little baby Gavinor, and so then it would be an automatic lose, and that, yep, that sounds like something Teravangian would do, so I'm going to go with that. All right, Craig, your turn. Yeah, I'm on board for that. Um, Teravangian could totally pick Gavinor. And and that's just that's just gonna be insta lose. Although there's a part of me is like, well, maybe Dalinar can still see through it. There's something you brought up before, Mike, which I think is really good. Dalinar well, let can't. me let me bring it up then. Okay. I agree also with Mike. I think I'm leaning towards Gavinor. So I'm gonna that's go with not letting him bring it up. <laughs> I, well, I am not saying what it is yet. Uh I'm I'm leaning towards the Gavinor choice. Uh I think that's that has less pieces that need to be set up. Okay. You're good? Yep. You're set? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, the the main theories that, I, that I've that i heard are Gavinor, which is which is good, but that's, that is the Blackthorn fighting a baby, and 
that's just not really fun for anybody. We've uh, already seen what happens when the Blackthorn's supposed to kill a baby or a small boy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next the next popular theory is Moash, which I think is crap because yeah. Moash is Kaladin's enemy, but not necessarily Dalinar's. Like Kaladin's enemy, Navani's enemy, not really Dalinar's enemy. Doesn't really make too much too much sense as the uh, the champion from from like Teravangian Teravodium's perspective. Uh, next up is L, who is the mysterious, uh, wow, I cannot remember words. Fused. The mis- Thank you. The mysterious Fused, who is introduced at the very tail end of, uh, of this book, yeah. who's got, like, all the metal pieces and permakills. He's not allowed to sing. Permakills the defeated one. That guy. Uh, that, it's an Ellie, or it's not Ellie, it's an Ada. Hi, Ada. Ellie's the dog's name. Hey, uh, Ada. How you doing, Ada? That is such a lovely. I bet she's toy whispering dog. into the microphone, and we just can't see it. We just can't hear it. Oh, two um, lovely okay. toy so, dogs. So L would have made sense if Ray's was still Odium, but he's not, and I think he was going to be the planned champion. But that all goes out the window as soon as Teravangian takes over. So the one that makes the most sense to me that would work the best because Dalinar has sworn an oath to not ever ever try to kill this person gavilar ah interesting it's always so, gavilar so dalinar is then put in a position where he has to break his oath but he cannot break his oath uh and so uh dalinar is going to end the book as teravodium's new silver server but it's worse than that because if talavera if um dalinar loses the challenge then odium is still confined to the Rosharan system. Yes. However, however, if Dalinar breaks the contract, then Tyravangian is free to leave the Rosharan system. Exactly. Tyravangian I've has got to a solution that for out. that. I have a solution for that. Yeah. If Tyravangian is able to uh, reform the honor shard and take it up, he's no longer going to be odium. He'll be something new. He'll be war. So so you think uh... wait, so you think Dalinar's going to pick up the shard? No, I think Teravangian is going to, by way of Dalinar, reform the honor shard. Oh, okay. I and see. pick it up and become war. Yeah. Thus, bypassing the Oath Pact, because he is now both parts of it, and can then just agree to disband it with himself. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Cultivate yeah. is like, no, what did I do? And then, and then yeah, Dalinar is going to be silver surfing Wait, all over the Cosmere. That makes sense, because Cultivation just wants Honor to come back to life. Well, Cultivation wants Tanavast back, but that's that ship done sailed. Tanavast the brown? Yeah. That was Radagast. Yeah. And there was also a blue wizard, but I don't think he got a name. I don't think anybody besides uh, well, Saruman Gandalf and the gray. Gandalf, Gandalf the blue and Radagast Gandalf got the names. Gray, and then Gandalf white. But we'll see and what uh, Rings of... What the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power... That ring, yes, that ring, no, not that other ring, you idiot. This ring, uh, seasons two through seven have to say about this. <laughs> and Saruman was Dracula. The end. And also the person that uh, James Bond was based on. James Bond was based on Christopher Lee? Yes. Excuse me? Yes. Yes. That is an like actual Ian, real like thing. Ian Fleming, like Ian Fleming saw cousin. Christopher Lee and said, I'm going to write a book about this guy? Yes. They're related. Oh. Okay. Ian Fleming and Christopher Lee are cousins. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, next time that comes up in a crossword puzzle, I'll know. <laughs> and Christopher Lee also provided some onset help when he explained that that's not what a man being stabbed sounds like. This is what a man being stabbed sounds like. And, and then proceeded to produce that sound because he's heard it, because he's right. done it. Peter Jackson was like, and your source is? And he was like, uh, I was in a war once. <laughs> Uh, all right, what do we what do we want to do next? Dave, do you have any more questions? Christopher B. Shall we... What do you want to do next? Cast lists or book rankings? Sure. Yeah, we got we to gotta get a move on mm-hmm. so I can go catch the rest of my Koroks. Yeah, you're missing out on the new game, Dave. I heard it's a good There's thing. There's a new game? <laughs> all right, let's do cast lists. You know, hold on, side note. I just love that our listeners, like, whenever they happen to listen to our episodes, it's like a little mini time capsule sometimes of, like, (laughs) the thing that, like, the movie or the game that just came out. Uh, Whenever people, whenever our listeners happen to bother. Like, oh, there's this new game that came out, like, three months ago. That's cool. Oh, I I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yesterday. Wait, that's already out? this episode comes out, the... Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom speedrun will be down to like 40 minutes. James yeah, Gunn made right. me cry, you guys. Man, I'm so behind on my Marvel movies. I, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I, I could give a crap about Marvel in general, but uh, Guardians is... I'll stick around for that. That's the one with the, with the mouse, right? The flying mouse? Raccoon. The flying tree? Raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a dog, right? It's the one where one of the guy's dads was Zardu Hasselfrau, who had a magic boat. All right, so time for cast lists. Time for cast How do you want to do this? Uh, I guess we can talk about my casting unmade first. Oh, God. I, I... So, yeah, sorry. So I posted a little quiz in Discord. Maybe Mike will repost it when the episode releases. But... Um, there are nine unmade, and there are nine champions in League of Legends, at least. So, uh, we'll just go down the line. Alright, uh, Ashert Marn, Heart of the Revel, easy. Uh, so this guy, Karthus, it might have helped to know that his title is the Death Singer, and then you would know that that's Moloch, right? Okay. Okay, that if makes he, sense. He, is hold, he does have, like, a book on his belt, which I thought might have been enough of a clue for you guys. Alright. Then we have, uh, I have Kindred as Reshifer, the Midnight Mother, which, you know, the the lamb person has, like, kind of a shadow, you know, that's wolf. So Kindred is actually, like, two beings, there's lamb and wolf, so, I don't know, this one was kind of a stretch, I think. But, lamb is also kind of, like, standing over this corpse here, and being like, ah, yes, someone died here. So that also made me think of Reshifer. Uh, then we have um, LeBlanc as... Hold on. Sorry. Okay. Can you go back and tell us... Like, all three of us have taken this quiz, right? Yeah. Can you tell us who got what right yeah. as you're doing them? Uh, all right. So, everyone got Ashert Marn. That's the gimme. I might guess Digonorrhea and Tori guessed Yatanat and Craig guessed Yelignar as Kindred. But yeah, that one was kind of... Uh, that wasn't my strongest one. But here, okay, LeBlanc. So, in retrospect, I probably should have used old artwork from LeBlanc where she's standing in front of a mirror. <laughs> um, that would have made a lot more sense. I mean, maybe. there's there's so an illusory copy to it. I, yeah, I thought like, that was meant to be the the mirror thing. Yeah, there you go. So, LeBlanc is Siat uh which 
Um, this is hard because I don't have you highlighted, and I don't want to call out all the people in our Discord server. Uh, so yeah, Mike got that one. Alright, and then we have Scion, who is like a big dude with an axe and red and glowy. And if you saw him in-game, I don't think that you would question that this is supposed to be uh, Nergal. Okay. But this is Nergal. I think I got this one right, and I do want to push back against it, because it's not horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is, I mean, I guess there's like a ghost centaur <laughs> in League of Legends that I could have used. But, I mean, uh, you, you wanted, okay. I don't know crap about crap about League. I went based on the picture. I don't know any mm-hmm. of these characters. Another cool thing about this splash art for Scion that I didn't realize before is it looks to be from the perspective of somebody wearing a helmet. Like, there's somebody on the ground, and you kind of just see the outline of their helmet with Scion standing over them with a giant axe. Which, I mean, cool art, not, but also... Not only are you looking out through the dude's not, helmet, not but you horses. see him, like, raising his hand supplicatingly. Oh, yeah. I actually didn't like, even no, see the hand no. until now. There's a lot of detail in, in some of this artwork. Um, definitely way better than Scion's original artwork. Uh, let's see if we can find it. Yeah, definitely better than this thing. <laughs> oh, man. Where he's just like a green zombie. Angry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back when he had 100% AP ratios and you could just build like a needlessly large rod and point and click stun somebody and just kill them the in original one art looks like Ah, those were the days. The original art looks like some final boss stuff from Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, Zom- Dr. Zombo or whatever his name is. Okay, um, so who got Scion? I don't remember who's who, I think. So it looks like Mike and Tori and Craig guessed Diagon Arthas, which I don't even remember who that is. The Black Fisher. Oh, yeah. What? There's one that was literally a fish. How did There's literally one that's a catfish. All right. uh, Next one. Um, This is Sivir, and she has sand or dust in her hand. This was... We don't know anything about uh, Chemarash. Yeah, Chemarash, the the dust mother. Yeah, we do. We know tons of stuff about her because she's Shallan's mom. No, that's an unmade. Stop. You're confusing, Dave. Chemarash stole from this guy. You're right. I'm sorry, Chemarash. I was was thinking of Chanarak. Chanarash? (laughs) Whoever she is. Who (laughs) is a different thing. There's more than five letters in the (laughs) alphabet. Maybe not the Roshar. Actually, the Rosharan alphabet probably has ten letters. Or a hundred. Maybe twenty. All right, so this is maybe 19. That would be really interesting. You had, like... hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't really have... We don't really know anything about Chemorish, but we know she's the Dust Mother, and Sivir's got, like, dust in her hand. So, like, okay, it's the Dust Mother. I don't... Did anybody get that one? Because I don't think uh, I got that That one. was, uh... I didn't even see she was holding dust, so... Anyway, you're the only one that got it right. <laughs> okay, cool! <laughs> All right. I'll take Next my win. Have... Next, we have Skarner, who's, like, a lobster made out of purple crystals. So, you know, that's... Uh, Di- or Diagon or Yelignar, I think, is yep. the crystal one. Yeah, that's Amaram. Yeah, that's the Amaram one. Uh, everyone got that, but Craig. I'm good uh, at this game. Yes. So, yeah, Skarner is literally just a, a big purple crystal, but also in scorpion shape or lobster or whatever. Uh, all right, Syndra. So, all right, this one was a little tough. I could see people guessing Syndra as uh, Sia and not because it looks like she's 
like has all these corrupt spren. I'm sorry, enlightened spren that's like kind of hovering around her. But she's also pretty desolate And also, I was thinking more of like her bringing the void spren in. Um, as... I, I thought I guessed Midnight Mother for this because she's surrounded by yeah little baby midnight black glowy things, things. Uh-huh. i think that's why i picked it yeah too. uh yeah that's yeah. true i think i might have even originally had Syndra as reshifer but then i was like oh she's pretty desolate i think this one also would have benefited from having played uh league of legends and like knowing her character um i was gonna play a voice sample but i'm not gonna you can forget about mm-hmm. it because you're not going to look it up <laughs> later. But uh yeah, she's she's pretty desolate like if you actually play the game and I, I mean I don't read the lore but she sounds desolate. Uh and then obviously uh Tom Kench, um the catfish is the catfish. So, there you go. And there you go. I cast nine League of Legends characters, all nine of them as the nine unmade. Yeah, is a fish doesn't necessarily equal fisherman to me. I thought he was like the fish that jumped out of the water. Oh, the the big with the... He's the fisher of souls, I think. Like, he's code the face stealer. That's how Mike likes to say. Yeah. But I thought he also was, like, a fish that jumped out of the water. Like, isn't that what... Uh, no, he was like a fountain of water spren, We I think. He was like a giant He was like a fountain of water spren with a bunch of oh, faces. So and then the face he's more change. like this guy. Uh, he's more like this guy. I'm waiting to see this guy. Pool party Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been spot on. That would have been like an immediate. Yes, I, I know who this he has is. Fish inside of him oh, too. Goodness. I actually didn't realize that. So he's all right. So um, I thought he was a fish because I thought he was like a. Fi- I was thinking of the Unagi, I think, from Avatar, and not Kevin the Face Stealer. So I like I thought he was actually like a fish that jumped out of the water. He's a water fountain with fish inside him, which is literally a pool party, Zach. Okay, oh, got it. All right, we'll have to do round two of this. Oh, man, especially I... if you had posted that one of him, like, straight down the camera and thumbs up. That would have been perfect. <laughs> All right, so that's my, the that's about half of my cast list there, so I'll let you guys take it over. All right, um, what we have done in the past is we start with Craig. Craig lists his people one at a time. If you've got also that same person, you, you also chime in with yours. Uh, but apparently I have the more robust cast list this year i i don't know if you want to do because i haven't with the exceptions of one character i have not changed my casting from the other books oh i didn't change but i added like a lot of stuff i think in in respect to time to tori's time we should only do new ones okay Tori's just trying to play video games right right, right. uh i know it's kind of like when someone's like hey do you want to go out to dinner and you're like I have plans. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that my plans are to play video games, but I have plans. Look, I'm looking at my cast list right now, and if I include everyone, there's like 30 people in here. I don't want to go through 30 people. I mean, yeah, I've I've got all my cast list for Way of Kings and Words of Radiance, and then my Rhythm of War cast list is shorter because it's just people that I have added Um we we can we can post them in our cast list and people can read them and see because I will pass post all of them but I think we should just new new characters. I have sixteen new people and okay. one of them I think I blanked and didn't cast. Nice. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> nice. All right, new people. Uh, I've got uh, Liren, who is being played by Wa Yuen, 
who is uh, the landlord from uh, Kung Fu Hustle, the the Stephen Chow I film. I going to say Kung Pao. <laughs> so, so I forgot to cast Liren. Uh, so no Liren for me. I knew I missed someone. I cast Liren in a previous book, and I believe I picked Stanley Tucci. Let's see if I could find it. <laughs> okay. I don't have a new choice for Liren. Do you have an old choice for Liren? It's lost to oh. time. Okay. I uh, think my I think it was um, Renal <laughs> from Fire Emblem. That's my most recent Liren. Uh, all right, my Hasina is Q Yuen, who is the landlady from <laughs> uh, from Kung Fu Hustle. I see what you're oh, you doing. You could have picked uh, you could have picked the the couple that owns the grocery store across the street from Flight of the Concords. I don't know them. <laughs> I think I, I watched a couple episodes of Flight of the Concords like a decade ago. It didn't stick with me. That's a shame. Yeah. And you like Jermaine Clement. I do. Hmm. So, still know Hasina as well. I had previously cast Hasina, uh, Famke Jensen. Dave? I thought we were supposed to start with the people with shorter lists. Then I don't be embarrassed that I didn't cast half of the characters hey, you did. Hey, you casted right. nine characters, Dave. You're good. <laughs> don't worry about it. You guys are going to like this next one. you cast the unmade? No, actually. I was look- I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't do at least Saja not. Okay, guys. Or pronounce her name right. My next one you're gonna like. <laughs> I promise. Tien, Ki Hui Quan, age ten to twelve. <laughs> Do I know? That is short Tien? round. That is Data from the Goonies. Oh, the, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Those I didn't do are, Tien but... either, man. I'm so disappointed in myself. And and he's back in everything, everywhere, all at once. He's he back, baby. <laughs> he oh, nice. And this I saw. Is... I Does caught it look like a ten-year-old. Well, no, we get an adult TN no. in Kaladin's mm. uh, dream, True. whatever yeah. vision thing. Well, it's a good thing that he recorded his scenes. Yeah, I don't think 20 he's years ago. I don't think he's fifty though. <laughs> so, so we're going we're going with uh, with short round era Ki Hoi Kwan. Anybody else got a TN? I did no. like two books nope. ago. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Elokar who is not even in this book. I just forgot to cast him previously. Elokar, Dev Patel. Nice. I think he's he might be like a, a little boy in the flashback. You could have him walk by in the hallway. I don't think I casted Elokar. Mike, you I are mean, putting me to shame. I have so many characters, and and I swear, guys, I casted people. I, I mean, I should have cast him back in book one, but I don't think I did. I'm surprised I didn't do it in mm. last book. And yet here we are. All right, uh, Fen, Queen Fen, who oh, also is on. barely in this book. See you guys later. Yeah. Kate Mulgrew, Captain Janeway, baby. Huh? I, yeah, you can I see think it I now. Like can't that. You? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. yeah, Captain Janeway as as Queen Fen. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I have a Queen Fen. Which one was she in? Voyager. Yeah. yeah. And I believe she gets mentioned, like her character name gets mentioned a couple times in the latest season of Picard, but she never actually shows up. Was that the one that was concurrent with TNG and Deep Space Nine? Is this she? She? I think she's on. Um, which is the one? Oh, because Seven of Nine is in Picard. So, and I don't know what show Seven of Nine was from. She was from Voyager. Yeah. She was from Voyager. Okay. Uh, Voyager, I think, was on the air at the same time as DS Nine. I don't think it overlapped with TNG. I think she does a voice in in Lower Decks, though. Anyway, anybody else have a Fen? Queen no, Fen. No, I do not. Majel Barrett. 
Nice. <laughs> uh, all right, next we up. Did half the voices in the Star Trek animated series. Oh, she's on Star Trek Prodigy. I'm sorry. Wrong animated series. She's She actually is on uh, Star Trek Prodigy. Go on. All right, next up, Venli, who I cast. Uh, Kirby Howell Baptiste, who is also who I cast for uh, Eshenai previously. I just decided... One person can play both sisters. I had previously well, cast Vinley and Eshenai. Let me control F and search through all of my podcast names. Oh, Kirby Howell well, Baptiste is from The Good Place and um, Sandman. She plays Death in Sandman. She plays uh, oh, yeah. What's-Her-Face from season three and season four of The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like her. For Vinley, yeah. I cast Zendaya. Hey! That's mine. Are you sure you didn't steal mine? That's who I cast as my I, I also had Zendaya. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think Dave might be uh, might be joshing us a little bit because he doesn't know actors. Well, he, he yeah, actually... Zendaya. She's the one that made the Zendaya grant. And right? Esher and I was uh, Michelle Rodriguez. I had, who I had Gwendolyn Christie as Esher and I. Okay. Uh, next up, I have Raboniel as not cast. I just put in Raboniel's name, and then I didn't cast anyone for Oops. her. Oh, I, I, I have a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a Raboniel. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. So I already casted her as the Chandra, but you know what? It's fine, because makeup and stuff. Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Tilda Swinton could play Ben Affleck playing the shark in Jaws. You've said that about so many other actors already. I put Jane Lynch. Um, let's see. For well, so for the fused, I was thinking, um, since they're all either going to be CG or covered in a whole bunch of prosthetics, then uh, we can pick voice actors that we like so uh i went with uh emily swallow who uh she she does some actual acting but uh i know her as the voice of um mrs dracula on castlevania the netflix show um oh nice and she was also the armorer on the mandalorian in that case tress mcneil (laughs) that's just your answer for all voice actresses (laughs) Excuse me, Tress McNeil could voice the shark in Jaws voicing Ben Affleck, all right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, I have nothing against Tress McNeil. Don't get me Tress wrong. Tress McNeil could voice the shark in Jaws voiced by Billy West. All right, next up, I have The Pursuer, uh, who you may know as The Defeated One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Crispin Glover. Nice. Real weirdo, Crispin Glover. Nice. He doesn't come Tommy off as very physical to me, though. No, but he can That's do fine. the 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 crazy, relentless, like pursuing that goal. Yes, yeah, absolutely, he can. Oh, I just got one. Yeah, I here fresh off the presses. My cast for Legion is Steven Seagal. <laughs> um, again with the voice actors i picked d bradley baker who you might know as the bad batch all of them he does all the voices on that show uh my defeated one is tremel tillman who who's in severance he's the i don't know what his role is he's essentially acts like a manager type of multiple departments but uh he uh i think he could do a good job um all right 
I think we're we're back around to me. So I've got L uh, being played by Bolo Young. You guys know Bolo Young? No. no. I bet you do. Have you seen Bloodsport? Yes. No. No. Chong Lee, the villain of Bloodsport. I picture it now. Bolo Young. Chun Li as L. Chong Li. <laughs> And look him up. Dude's physique is insane. He, uh, I'm pretty sure, passed away several years ago, but he is he is bonkers built. I picked, and I hope L turns out to be a big enough character as the series goes on to justify this pick, but I picked Brendan Fraser. Nice. Interesting. I would like to retroactively change all of my picks to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I would like Brendan <laughs> Fraser to play every character. <laughs> Even Ryan Reynolds. I would like Brendan Fraser to play Ryan Reynolds playing all the returns. I don't know <laughs> who do I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he was all the returned. Uh, anybody else have have an L? Oh man, it would be funny. Even if like if Ryan Reynolds played the little boy returned too. <laughs> like he played all of them, including that one. Oh yeah, no, that was that was very much what I intended <laughs> for that. Uh, all right, next up, I have Kellick. Yeah. All right, Kellick is being played by Toby Maguire. Nice, nice. Mostly hmm. because I'm pretty sure Toby Maguire is balding ah. and trying to hide <laughs> it in whatever movie he's in. Anaconda. Wait, can Anaconda be a returned if they get a connection to honor? I mean, theoretically, I don't see why not. They'd have to be. They'd have to join the Oath Pact. But they'd already, have to die yeah. somehow. No, uh, to but be returned. yeah. So, so I went a little. Uh, did I say returned or Harold? You said, you said returned. returned. I heard Harold. Um, <laughs> I went a little okay. older. Uh, my Kellick is John Totoro. Nice. Who I okay. feel like could play like a paranoid, you know. Oh, yes. He would be great. John Totoro has an incredible amount of range. Like, he has played so many different characters and he plays almost all of them incredibly well. Yes. John Totoro is like an all time great actor. I, I have my- not cast them before either. So, here we go. Mike Kellick is Jim Carrey. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and I went with Joaquin Phoenix. Huh. Yeah. He played that crazy guy in the clown movie, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Tears for a that, Clown, 1974. <laughs> <laughs> starring Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> as the crazy guy. Uh, all right. Next up, I have Captain Notom, who is being played by Diego Luna. You know that guy that's like famous for eating all the silver and turning his skin blue? Yes. I do know that yes. guy. Yes. Can we think we can get him? <laughs> I casted him. Before. I'm I'm pretty sure he died a couple years after uh, the the picks that look, make him look like a Smurf, probably from drinking colloidal silver a lot. Mm. It's not good for you. Oh, I put Diego Luna as my potential Moash. He's like uh, one of my choices. But ooh, my, that's also really good. My yeah. notum is Raymond Lee, who uh, he's the main character in the new Quantum Leap sequel. That is oh, I know out. that guy. Yeah. Wait, wait, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Stop the recording. A quantum <laughs> Leap sequel. Don't stop the recording. But there's a Quantum Leap. Yes, sequel? There's, there's a Quantum Leap. It just started. <laughs> Less, I guess, this season. Like, it has one season out already. It's, it's is Scott Bakula, yeah. the new Al. No. Dean Stockwell's no. dead, right? No. Yes. Also, no. Dean, Dean Stockwell passed away? Yes. Dean, Dean Stockwell Dean's... is dead, yes. But there are, at, it's an absolute, it's a sequel. It's also not great. No, it's not. Aww. It's all right. It's not bad. It has its moments. I think it, it has it, potential. It does not compare to the nostalgia of how you remember Quantum Leap being. Yes. 
absolutely. What about but how every? Leap I will say it's... every now and then there's an probably episode a little closer to that one. That's like this reminds me of classic Quantum Leap. Like every now and then they just get it right. Not all the time, but every now and then there's an episode where I'm like, yep. This is it. Wait, are you telling me they're repackaging my 90s nostalgia to make a profit off they of me? They never. When did this happen? <laughs> Dave? Over the last 10 years, what? <laughs> oh, that's who that is. Okay. Uh, Stump. My next character is the Stump. And I've cast her as Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the <laughs> West. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And like the 50s? Yep. In in 1928, whatever year that was. I had... They didn't have color back then. I cast... Uh, the Wizard Stump. of Oz is 1939. They added the color okay. later, didn't they? 39. Hmm. That's right. Uh, back when we did Edge Dancer, I went with... Uh, and I'm sorry about the pronunciation. Shora Agdashlu. Oh! Oh, I know her. I know her. She's from, she's from The Expanse. She is the best character in that show and she's amazing and she needs to come over to the wheel of time show and that needs to continue until she can play her character which should be a very specific character Mm -hmm. so cad swain she should be cad swain she she is my i made a change uh she's like really pretty to be this stump may may i no uh (laughs) mike's like no this is how it feels um i changed her to be my navani She's a good Navani. She is a good yeah, Navani, yeah. actually. I, I, good I read Navani. it on a subreddit, and I'm like, yeah, why didn't I cast her as Navani? I had her as, uh, I think, uh, Elay, and I'm like, nah. Let's she see. could play Tilda Swinton playing Ben Affleck playing the shark in Jaws <laughs> being voiced by Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said Tress McNeil, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next up, Lift. I cast Lift, and I've got Bella Ramsey from uh, The Last of Us. I like it. I had cast... my, my lift was Daphne Keene. Yes, same. I'm sorry, Tori. Yeah, that was also my lift, but it's been a few years since Who is then. that? Daphne Keene. Who is Daphne Keene? Uh, she was the kid yes. on Logan, and she was also uh, Lyra in okay. the HBO His Dark Materials. Yeah, I put His Dark okay. Materials. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty I actually good. went a little out of my wheelhouse and cast Talia from League of Legends. <laughs> So, I posted a picture of her in in the cast list channel, and I think you can see why I would pick her. Uh, I would like to expand on my picking Bella Ramsey. Uh, throughout The Last of Us, she reads from like a book of puns, uh. and that is that is roughly equivalent to Lyft's level of humor throughout the book. Mm-hmm. So I figured that would be puns uh. about tight butts. Yeah. All right. Next up, I've got Rashwan. Just in time for him to die in this book. Rashwan. Uh, Anil Kapoor, who I should know who that is. I'll have a Roshan. Oh, I remember now. Uh, he was in Mission Impossible, uh, Ghost Protocol, I think, and also Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he, was the, he was the host of the TV show in Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh my Rashon that I cast way back in Way of Kings is James Spader. And now I need to check on my next casting because I don't remember who this is. Oh, yeah, I remember who this is. Okay. Um, for Laurel, I've got Ali Abat, uh, who was in RRR as Rom's girlfriend. And you did She has her own well. name, but I don't remember. You, you definitely went all out, Mike, this time. You're like, I'm casting everyone. 
Yeah. If they have a name, they get casted. Basically. Did you do it? I did during the last book i just looked at the wiki at a list of characters i started there and then i just sort of like went off the dome of like all right who do i who who do i remember is a character <laughs> yeah it's like i looked at the list of characters in the wiki and i hadn't read oathbringer yet i oh, no wait i hadn't read rhythm of war yet so it's just like if i don't recognize the name then i'll just like cover my eyes so i don't get spoiled <laughs> um all right, but yeah, so I just was like, all right, if I recognize the name, then I will cast them. So this is basically what's my method. I don't believe I have uh, anybody. Cool. All right, my next one is Fenderana. Fenderana, who is being played by Julia Roberts from Hook, <laughs> specifically from Hook. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I have Aisha Tyler. She she voices the. She's she's Lana Lana Kane, yeah, from Archer. Yeah, she's done a bunch of other stuff, but I know her from Archer. Yeah, I forgot her name, but from Archer, yeah. Lana Kane, she's also a a pretty successful stand-up comic. Yep. I cast, uh, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this name either, Adria Arjona, who played Anathema Device in the Good Omens uh, miniseries. I was going to ask if you wanted me to try to pronounce it first, (laughs) so you knew what not to do, Tori. She was really good, too. I should get the kid who played Newt from there in, in something. Mm. Yeah, he'd be good in stuff. Dave, do you have a do you have a Fenderana? Do you remember who Fenderana is? Yeah, that's uh, you, she used to be Teft Sprint. And now? Aww. Now she isn't. Aww. Now she's my Sprint. Too soon. Uh, all right. My final casting choice that I haven't done before is the Mink. And playing the mink, I have Robert Pattinson. Specifically, weirdo, the lighthouse, the Batman, Robert Pattinson. I see it. So I casted Pedro Pascal. Nice. I cast the Lopin. No. We can age him up a little (laughs) bit. Cast the Lopin as as the mink. I have a question. It's a hurtful uh, Herdazian stereotype. So why is Pedro Pascal Unarmed. so popular right now? Like um, the internet just talks about him all the time now, and I don't understand what happened that he's like everyone is talking about him. He got cast in a bunch of stuff all at once. Like he he got basically cast to lead several po- several projects that got really really big all at the same time. So like The Mandalorian, The Last of Us. Uh, he was in Narcos. He okay. was in yeah. Um, the, the, the Kingsman two. Yep. Yep. Like basically he just like hit the lottery of roles he accepted, just absolutely taking off all at the same time. Also, it was a few years ago, but his character on Game of Thrones was like fan favorite. And I forgot Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's part of it too. Um, I had previously cast Pedro Pascal as something. Let me search Pedro Oh, he's my Zyle. Uh, he's also in like the very self-indulgent Nick Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Incredible Talent, which was also really, really fun from what I've heard. Haven't seen it yet. But we're not talking about Pedro Pascal. We're talking about the mink. And I cast Daniel Craig. But could we talk more about <laughs> Pedro Pascal? <laughs> uh, that's sort of funny, actually. Tori. Why is it funny? 
I just just try and picture him as because because the mink to me like the, his type of character. I'm casting Joe Pesci and, as Tori. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking about like how he was in uh, Knives Out, how he's just sort of in the background. He's like, wait, who's this guy? Who's that guy? He's just there playing on the piano sometimes in the very beginning. Well, that's I don't yeah, because I, I was thinking more like James Bond, Daniel Craig, but the Knives Out Daniel Craig also works because the mink is slippery and sneaks out and disappears and now would you want knives out daniel craig or would you want uh glass onion daniel craig i haven't watched glass onion because they are slightly different really tori this is why it should be on superior sequels mike (laughs) because then i'd have to you should make tori watch it yeah we are super behind on those by the way like (laughs) we're due another oz and i think we're like at least a month behind on recording for movies we're way behind on those we're also behind on this episode, so let's keep going. Do you have anyone else on your list, Mike? All right. Nope, that was the end of my list. Uh, oh, I got people. Okay. Uh, Dabid, I have... Okay, I put Matt Doran. He played Mouse in Ma- The Matrix, the first Matrix, Aww. the original Matrix movie. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like it. Uh, I also realized I hadn't cast a Dabid previously, so I went with Tony Revolori who is the MCU Flash Thompson. He was also in the Willow series. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's my David. Um, all right, moving on. I have a Relaine, who I never casted before, and I put Sterling K. Brown. He's in Black Panther and the New Predator. Yes, yes. And and he was my Sazed. Um, oh, Okay. I also realized I hadn't cast Relaine, and uh, apologies for the pronunciation again, uh, Nonso Anosier from Sweet Tooth. Not seen Sweet Tooth. The wife saw Sweet Tooth. There's a season two of Sweet Tooth. Which I have not seen. All right. Uh, moving on. Finally, so I only have one more. Uh, I casted the sibling. Uh, I picked Mason Alexander Park. They are in the new Quantum Leap. Uh, also, they play Desire on the Sandman um, series that was just out. Nice. And I, I, saw, I wanted to go with an actual notable non-binary actor. So That's very thoughtful of yeah. you. I should have done that. I did, however, pick I, uh, I... Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, he's so good, though. <laughs> I cast someone as the sibling and uh for those of you who have played earthbound everyone but craig <laughs> i cast brick road as the sibling who you might also know as dungeon man that literally is, actually the tower <laughs> that is that is a perfect casting dave 10 out of 10 no notes <laughs> So, Craig, in the video game Earthbound, no, uh, there's moving this guy on. who's like <laughs> super into dungeons. No spoilers. I'm going to play it eventually. Eventually. Are you? <laughs> okay, look. I'm in two <laughs> tournaments, and I'm about to do a third. Like, I have and no time. And you had, time. like, three months where you weren't in any tournaments. Uh, I have I have daughter. Are you going to stop having daughter? No. <laughs> okay. Then when are you going to play Earthbound? <laughs> Sorry, Ada. It's at the end of your cast list. Got a race tonight. Mom will. F- that is the I'll end feed of you mine. next week. Right. I got to practice. Dave, Did you have anyone else? Who else do you have? Yeah, I have the voice of Maya Laren, and that is Dan Mintz, who you might know as Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers, mostly because Tina Belcher goes uh, a lot. <laughs> 
uh, which really made me think of Maya Laren. Uh, I cast, I don't have a Maya. I, I oh wait, I do have a Maya. <laughs> Sorry, so go on to. I had not previously <laughs> cast a Maya, so I did for this book cast Maya, and it is Amelia Clark. So so my Maya was from last book, and I casted Stephanie Sue. Sue. I don't know how to pronounce it. From everything, everywhere, all at once, she's the daughter. Okay. Uh, I would like to... I didn't cast Maya, but I would like to now cast Maya and not write it down and forget for next time. Uh, and I would like to play off of Dave's choice and go with Dan Povenmire, who is the creator of Phineas and Ferb and also the voice of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. I would like to imagine <laughs> that Maya sounds like Dr. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> uh, all right. Sure. Who's next, Dave? All right. Perry the Honor Sprint. All right. Uh, all right. So I have three characters that have been cast before, and I don't know if uh, I'll just throw them out there. But there are characters from previous books that I had new ideas for, or I had ideas for them and I forgot. So I have Patrick Stewart as Dalinar. Which I think Craig might have said before. I have, um, I'm, I am keeping uh, my traditional wit of Woody Harrelson, but I'm bouncing off new ideas for the role. Uh, I like Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin is wit. I think is a, a good pull. That's good a call. good pick. Yeah. Um, based based on season one of True Detective, I feel like Matthew McConaughey would be just the the most obnoxious wit possible. <laughs> Dimitri Martin has wit's nose. I still have I still have David Tennant as my Hoyt slash wit. He's he's specifically Hoyt. He's pretty good. I have Paul Bettany as also as a secondary choice if we can't get David Tennant. Although I think we need a and I think we need a young Paul Bettany. I also wrote down for Odium Ian Fleming's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fleming. No. Christopher my, Lee. My race? Marvin Marvin right. Fleming. My my race is Donald Sutherland. Oh. That was last book. And then I do have one other new character that's new for me. You may have cast her in the last book. I'm not sure, but did any of you cast Yaxlin before? No. Nope. Well no. on, I check. I wrote I put Maggie Smith as Yaxlin. Dame nice. Maggie Smith? Nice. Huh? Dame Maggie Smith? Oh, yeah. I guess if she's knighted, I didn't know that. Pretty sure, yeah. I, could, I can imagine she would be. Oh, I, I mean, did. I said... She she's been in like every is. episode of Masterpiece Theater. Uh, I had cast Helen Mirren in that role. All right, and that's the end of my cast Okay, list. I've got a few more that you uh, guys didn't yes. name. Uh, I had not... Just looked it up. Maggie Smith is, in fact, a dame. I had not previously cast Rushu, so we're doing that now. It's going to be Kat Dennings. Hmm. Uh, Shenaid O'Connor. And then, let's see. Had not previously cast Marais. Now we have Marais. It's going to be Richard Armitage. Okay. And then Leshwe. Um, While I was already thinking of the Mandalorian, we're just going to take Katie Sackhoff and put her in that role. I think that's going to work. Ishar. Nobody had an Ishar? Uh, Did I have an Ishar before? No, I didn't. Wow. No Ishar. No, I didn't do an Ishar. I picked Jeremy Irons as Ishar. Ooh. And then um, I have a couple of... That was Scar, right? (laughs) Yeah. I have a couple of group castings. 
So the group that goes to Shadesmar, that's the crew of the Serenity from Firefly. Just just the whole crew. The whole crew. Mm-hmm. Vinley's aspiring uh, spies, the crew from the new D and D. Hold on. Yes. Let's back up the the crew of Firefly. Who is Alan Tudyk of that group? Uh, probably one of the Light Weavers. I don't know. Okay, so you're you're specifically talking about like the backup yeah. crew, the people the people that don't really get a spotlight. Yes. That, like 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 there's one just, scene where Adolin talks to everybody. There's just a whole bunch of people, and we need to fill in the room. So let, this is who we're pulling in. Um. Okay. So I'm just gonna repeat. Venley's aspiring spies is the crew from the new D and D movie. Um, various honor spren, all the lawyers from Law and Order, and and SVU. <laughs> There's just all the lawyers, all of them. Um, and then finally, Wits spren audience, uh, the teenagers from Cocaine Bear. Still haven't seen that. Really neat. It's <laughs> really fun. There's teenagers in yes. that movie. Dave, there's everything in it's that movie. There's cocaine, movie. and there's a bear, and there's a bear that does cocaine. Is this based on a true story, like Kangaroo it Jack? It is based on a true story. Uh, ish. Okay, so the true story is that some cocaine smugglers dropped a bag of cocaine in the woods, and a bear ate it, and then died. The movie It's like, what is... if the bear didn't die? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if the bear was just super on cocaine and was still just a bear who was on cocaine you know that was gonna be my good thing last week when we didn't record it was cocaine bear because it was a really fun movie i'll save it for my good thing for next time and tell you what was good about it but hey uh the the last couple of thursdays i've been playing clone high which is one of the earliest projects of lord and miller lord and miller helped make cocaine bear what are we doing uh, are we done the cast list? We're done with cast We're list. done with cast list. All right. We got book rankings and then that Rank might be bookings. it. Book rankings and well, then the diagram we, update. And diagram. Got to do a diagram and update. And then we have to do our prediction. Oh, I guess we already did Oh, we, get, we all get to do it. Sort of. We, we, can, we can formalize it. We'll do quick okay. predictions for next book. All right. Craig, start us off. Your lowest pick, number 21. Yes. Hope of Elantris. Do you actually have 21 this time? Yes. Okay. Dave, your lowest pick, number 21. The Elantris of Hope. Do you also have 21? Yes. Excellent. I copied all of the books from your list, so if you were missing one, I was, and you were, so I was, until Tori corrected us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I also had 20, because I based it off of Mike's list, and then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Everyone forgot Don Shard, except uh, me. No, no, so I didn't you guys should have been... You guys should have copied off of Tori instead of copying off of Except me. Except I didn't post mine because I post after the recording. All right. Uh, my 21 is Hope of Elantris. Same. So cute story. Doesn't really need to exist. Oh, my gosh. We all agree on something. Yeah. Uh, number 20, Craig. 11th medal. Dave. The 11th medal. Mike. The 11th medal. Tori. Secret history. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That hurts. Wow, that's very low for secret history. Dang. Uh, would you like to defend that in any way or just move I on, just, Tori? Uh, okay. Number 19, Craig. Uh, Alamancer Yak. Boo. Dave. Is that right? Six of the Dusk. Man, I have them pretty low. Double boo. Mike. Although I need to reread that now that I know it's just a death trap for a way. They might make it more mm. interesting. Um, hold off on that until after Alloy of, or not Alloy of Law, uh, The Last Metal. 
there's there's some connect there's some extra connectivity stuff that I got from my last review. Connectivity anyway. with a capital C. Uh, number nineteen, Mike Elantris. Tori. The eleventh medal. And Craig, number eighteen, Elantris. So that is, so I will say my line is below Elantris. The line is I don't really feel like rereading these. So everything above the line is I will reread it, and Elantris is just over the line. Dave, number eighteen. Oh, Mike's not gonna like this. Uh, I will say, <laughs> sorry, Mike, and. I kind of wrote this just is this was my feeling at the time of writing it, which was a week ago, so I can't defend it. But uh, number eighteen, I wrote Alamancer Yak in the Pits of Eltania episodes twenty eight through thirty. All right, you and Craig are off my Christmas card list, <laughs> which has no bearing whatsoever. I don't. Hey, I told you list. I couldn't defend it. Um, to be fair. Number 18, Mike, is Warbreaker. And this is, just like Craig, this is, <laughs> and you're this is my line. Uh, Warbreaker is just above the will reread line. And then Elantris is just below the will not reread line. Tori, number 18. <laughs> uh, we all agree that Zane is the worst, right? Mm. Wow, she's oh, trying real like hard to going. justify this. <laughs> I don't like where this is going, you guys. Well Ooh. of ascension. <laughs> So low. I didn't like where this was going. <laughs> so for number 22, I put Well of Ascension, the parts with Zane. <laughs> it's it's just right. so Craig. long and a slog that you have to read to get to the goodness that is the end of book three. I'm sorry. that's Okay, but there are like eight different plot lines and seven of them are great. <laughs> Especially the one with this guy. Yeah. All right, Craig, yeah, number 17. Okay. Uh, edge dancer. Oh, that's why it's a skeleton inside. Yeah. Because animals have skeletons. No. It's a suit exactly. pop. Dave, number 17. Number 17. Miss Porn Secret History. I just, it made me, like, Kelsier was great when he died. <laughs> but, like, the more I learned about Kelsier, the, the less of a hero he became. And, I don't know, I didn't really, didn't really like that. All right, uh, Mike, number 17, Sixth of the Dusk. Um, I don't think I want to keep this here. I think I want to redo this one higher up next time because I didn't actually change my order for anything. I just slotted uh, Rhythm of War and Edge Dancer in. But yeah, on, on reread with additional information from uh, the Lost Metal, Six of the Dusk is going to be higher. But right now, number 17, Six of the Dusk. Tori. Also sixth of the dusk. Okay. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage everybody to to give that another look after after the last one. Hey, my, model, mine is higher, so there's some good stuff there. Well there are Skadrians on Six of the Dusk, we thought. Yeah. So hmm. Uh all right. So Craig number sixteen. Shadows for silence. Dave number sixteen. And Mike's taking me off. <laughs> His Christmas card list next year, too, because I put Bands of Mourning. Oh, wow. At least, like, the first 90% of Bands of Mourning. (laughs) Well, it's only, like, half of it that's still Shadows for Self. The other half is Indiana Jones. Um, (laughs) Shadows for Self was great. I loved Shadows for Self. Shadows of Self. Uh, Mike, number 16, Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Wow. Yeah, this this one's good there. This one's this like one, one is 
I mean, this is, again, this is above my reread list, and I have reread it recently, and it's slotted pretty well, I think. This this really just speaks to, like, the level of quality of the entire Cosmere, that that a, a story this good is slotted this low. Yeah, see, Tori. that's sort of the problem with these kind of lists, is that they're all really good, and it, like, it seems like we're like, oh, look, this is lower down, but, you know, if it's above the reread, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. and... All right, Tori number and sixteen the list fluctuates depending on the day. Um, sixteen Alamancer Yak. Heathens, yeah. all of you. Ha, ha. Sixteen Alamancer. What's the connection? Mm-hmm. All right, Craig number fifteen. <laughs> Six of the dust. See, I had it higher. All right, Dave number fifteen. Shadows for silence in the forests of hell. Mike number fifteen. The Emperor's Soul. That's Shadows for Silence. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that you liked Shadows for Silence better than. Um, I mean, Soul. I've, I've, I've reread both of them fairly recently, and yeah, I feel like that's a pretty solid, pretty solid ranking for the both of them. Tori. Uh, same as Dave. Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Yep, Ooh. that seems fair. All right, uh, Craig, fourteen. Secret history of Mistborn. Dave. Secret Mistborn history of 14. 14. Sunrise is difficult. <laughs> uh, Mike number 14, The Hero of Ages. Bring this up every time. It's a bad book with a good <laughs> ending. Uh, Tori number 14. This is where I put Elantris. Wait. You know what? In fact, I think The Hero of Ages is also due for a re-ranking. I think it needs to be lower. I thought we were doing me. 15. Did we jump the 14? No, we we did 15, then we did 14. I didn't do 14. You should have done 14. No. My 14 is secret history. Wait, I just yes. said that. You said that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. I'm on top of this. Craig, number 13. <laughs> Dodge Shard. Dave, number 13. Elantris. Wow. The the experience of reading it all in one go must have really done something to you. <laughs> I also just really liked Hraithan as a character. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like, Elantris is this high ranked just for the Hraithan parts. And for, like, the Raiden parts, it's probably closer to Hope of Elantris. <laughs> Dang. Uh, and the right. Serini parts were good because Hraithan was in them. Mike number 13, The Well of Ascension. Tori number 13. The Emperor's Soul. Solid. Craig number 12. The Emperor's Soul. Dave, number 12. Workbreaker. Mike, number 12. Edge Dancer. Tori, number 12. The Alloy of Law. All right. Tori doesn't like cowboys. Gotcha. So sad. Craig, number 11. Shadows of Self. (laughs) 11. I have the Emperor's Soul. Mike, number 11. Shadows of Self. Craig, high five. Oh, that's another one. (laughs) Tori, number 11. Edge Dancer. All right, Craig. This is this is our top 10, bud. I need you to really dial in. Okay. Come on. We got this. We got this. You and I can definitely not pick the same one here because you already listed mine. But go. Well of Ascension. Dave, go. Uh, for number 10, I think I... Uh, this could have been 11, but I knocked it up a notch to number 10 uh, because lift hugs nail at the end. Mm-hmm. Edge Dancer. All right, Dave. What do you say when you knock something up a notch? Bam? There it is. Okay. Bam. Uh, my number 10, Mistborn Secret History. There's so much good Cosmere stuff in this, you guys. And it's a it's a fun Kelsier heist. Tori. Tori number 10 is Bands of Mourning. Heathens, all of you. Craig, number 9. 
Bands of Mourning. Dave, number nine. Uh, number nine, the Alloy of Law, which I think I think Wayne just really boosts the the points of all the Era Two stuff. Uh, Mike, number nine, Dave, high five, the Alloy of Law. Woo. Tori, number nine, Shadows of Self. I don't understand you people. I don't understand Shadows you people at all. Shadows of Self is so good. It's not though. I have it as eleven. Shadows of Self is all the stuff I don't remember from Bands of Mourning. <laughs> That's why it's below Bands of Mourning for me, though. <laughs> but the whole like the whole emotional tension of Wax and Lessie like coming out at the end of Shadows of Self is like it's like oh man. All right, Craig, number eight, Rhythm of War. Here it is. We just read it. It's right there. Dave, number eight, Rhythm of War. Wow. Hey, Dave, high five. Mike, Mike number eight, Dawn Shard. Tori number eight. I don't foresee, like, sorry. Warbreaker. Hey, Craig, have you done Warbreaker yet? No. Okay, so so Tori doesn't have the highest rated Warbreaker. Dave, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying that I kind of, like, Mistborn Era 1's pretty much always going to be in the top five for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. All right, Craig, number seven. Hey, there's Warbreaker. We found it. Woo. All right, you you have solidified your your Warbreaker enjoyer status. I think I made it slightly higher just to make sure of that, because I'm like, I talk about it, but I got to back it up. All right, Dave, number I actually, seven. I actually just lied. Oh, never mind. Number seven is Oathbringer. All right. Uh, Mike, number seven is Alabancer Yak and the Pits of Something <laughs> oh Something gosh. Chapter Something Something to Something That's Something. That's so hot. Alabancer Yak and the Pits of Altania, episodes 28 through 30, with annotations by... Handerwim. The... Handerwim, yeah. I mean, the annotations are what makes it, honestly. <laughs> uh, Tori, number seven. Hero of Ages. Wow. All right. Uh, Craig, number six. Hero of Ages. Dave, number six. Okay, now I lied, because number six is Hero of Ages. All right, Mike, number six is Oathbringer. Tori? Tori, number six. Number six. Mistborn, the Final Empire. All right. Uh, Craig, top five. Top five, just, bud. Let's go. You just want all of them? Actually, yeah. Just just do all five, right. four, three, two, one. Do it. Alloy of Law, five. Wave Kings, four. Oathbringer, three. Words of Radiance, two. Mistborn is one. Wow. I think the only weird one for you guys is Alloy of Love being so high, but I really love Mistborn plus Steampunk. It was it was the dream that I didn't know I had, and it was given to me. The Alloy of Love to guys. me was too much Western and not enough Steampunk. It was like, I see where you're going. I see that True. you're going that way, but you're not there yet. I don't care for it. Well, so, so mean, my, you... my honest, my love is not Steampunk. I actually just like... 19th century technology and things like that like i like the the cusp of the industrial revolution sort of thing so yeah guys i would like to recommend a non-cosmere book to the both Mm -hmm. of you that i think will scratch both of these itches and that is the (laughs) rhythmatist never heard of remember any steam in that book all right dave five four three two one all right number five shadows of self I already told you. I think it's great. I think that the whole emotional tension of of Bleeder and and Wax is like it, it's it really That's solidifies what makes the that book. book in my mind. 
the ability of any of you to remember anything that happened in that book just. <laughs> what about and I dash we? Yes. Was that in that book or was that the other? See, one? No, that was in that one. Mike's yeah. point exactly. Yeah, was that was the one of the backstory where Wax is in like terrorist camp and like kills yeah. the bully. The the fact the fact that I forgot was that in Shadows of Self or is that in Bands of the fact the fact that I forgot about Shadows of Self the first time we did this casting. I think sort of is the clue. I want to combine Shadows of Self and Bands of Morning together. They were released at pretty much the same time. So to me, it's just one book. And to me, it's half of one book that matters. Uh, All right. Number four, uh, Words of Radiance. And number three, Mistborn, The Final Empire, which I think was number two last time. Number two, I have The Way of Kings. Uh, still, still my favorite... A uh, single scene from the Stormlight Archive is when uh, when Dalinar gives up his shard blade to mm. redeem the slaves. Like I, mm, I love it. Yeah. And number one, you know it, you love it, but not as much as I do. The Well yeah. of Ascension. Yeah. Dave <laughs> loves attend soon. I love the I love the the development of Vin with Tensoon, of Vin with Ellen. Like it's great. Love the love, love the relationship building in that in that book. All right, Mike. I guess even I guess drunk guy and Ash's daughter, Ashweather's set's daughter. Uh, all Rian. Yep. Say posting. Or wait, no, that was a different book. Sazed going full Hulk. Yeah, it was at the yeah. end of that one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, man. Great book that didn't have that. I love that book from A to Y. Vin, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> Vin screaming from the sky and bisecting a horse with a dude on top of it, and then taking a nap. Uh, all right, Mike. Five, four, three, two, one. Rhythm of War. It's a solid book, and the end, like all of part five, is just like, hey, check out all this cool stuff that we're gonna talk about in the next book, probably. Just look at all of these cool things that we aren't exploring at all. We're just setting them up for the next book. Number four, The Way of Kings. Number three, Mistborn, The Final Empire. It's the best okay. Mistborn book. It holds together by it as a standalone. It introduces the world. It introduces the magic system. It's, it's so good. Number two, Bands of Mourning, which undercuts the thing I just said. It's the second best Mistborn book. This one's the best one because it's Indiana Jones. Number one, you know it, you love it. Adolin poops in his shard plate, words of radiance. <laughs> I mean, there's also some other good stuff, but come on, guys. I, Adolin <laughs> Colon, son of the king. Man, if Adolin checked into that hotel to the king. With, with wax and Marassi oh. and the rest, if Adolin oh, you was imagine? That, in that hotel room and pooped in his shard plate there. <laughs> that would be the very height of of literature. That's like that's going to be in the Cosmore Cosmere Warriors game, I think, when they have to cross over <laughs> all of the universes. All right, Tori. I think think before I've said that they need to do fire or not fire emblem warriors. That one exists already. Uh, Stormlight Warriors, but maybe they could just do all of Cosmere yeah. Warriors. Okay, top five. You ready? I'm ready. Number five. I'm ready. Rhythm of War. High five, Mike. Heck Number yeah. four, this one's gonna be controversial. Don Shard, I just, I just really? love the Lopin in that. I love it so much, and also Cheery Cheery. All right, you, you, you cannot predict the short you fiction. Can't. We've we've it's established true. that. <laughs> Number three, All right. Oathbringer. 
Number two, The Way of Kings. And number one. High five. Honor is dead, but I'll see what I can do. Words of Radiance. Words of Radiance. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, does anybody have anything before we go into the diagram? You know, this this is going to get to the point where we should just rank series instead of individual books. Nope. <laughs> is this? There was only one more book, Craig. I mean, not counting the one that doesn't exist. But like all nope, of guys. Mistborn Era One, and then all of Mistborn. Like I could, I could rank them as a block. No, the the only way this makes sense is if this segment just gets exponentially longer every single book we finish, until we're doing like six hour podcasts and five and a half of it is book rankings. I'm gonna nitpick here and say that it's not gonna be exponential. It's gonna be linear. Because we're only adding one at a time. <laughs> if we're doubling, if we wait until we read twice as many books and Dave, then rank the, the technically <laughs> true, I gotta be the math nerd in the room. I'm Dave, sorry. you're trying to predict the short fiction, and it just won't work. <laughs> I I mean, lately we can't predict the long fiction either. Remember, so um, here's the diagram. I mean, I would call the secret projects moderate fiction or medium fiction. Oh, wow. Already ranking. Yeah, regular-sized fiction, perhaps? Um, yeah. Okay. From the diagram, book of that shelf on the entertainment center that's behind the TV, but between the TV and the wall where I hid the PS5 so I wouldn't have to tell my spouse I bought one. I love you, baby, but Final Fantasy 16 comes out in June. Um, so, do you guys feel like we've been on Roshar for a really long time? Because according to the diagram, we have been on Roshar for a really long time. Uh, we have been doing nothing but Roshar since December of 2021. So it's wow. about time we went to a different planet. Uh, the next book <laughs> that we are doing will be The Lost Metal. Uh, which, uh, guys, that book didn't exist when we started doing this podcast. Um, well, neither did Rhythm of War. It's true. Um, Crap, I have to buy a new book. We are making some good time. Uh, All the dates were updated uh, when we started Rhythm of War. So uh, I didn't bother to update the the dates again uh, after Rhythm of War because I felt like it hadn't been that long. Um, So... We are on schedule. Uh, Our idealistic recording date for the first episode of Lost Metal would have been April 16th of this year. Uh, But the realistic recording date was May 28th. We're still within that range, so I didn't bother to update it. Um, Good job, us. After Lost Metal, though, we are going to do White Sands. That is happening. The diagram says so. And the reason what sense? Oh no! The reason Tori is bullying me into reading White Sands. <laughs> the reason we're doing this is because when I upgrade up, updated the diagram, um, I added color coded little uh, book headings, and uh, they're in rainbow order. And I wanted Tress of the Emerald Sea to be green, and the thing after Lost Metal is yellow. So. Um, yeah, we've got to put white sands in there <laughs> so that Tress can be... I'm ready. You know what? Dave's going to read I... it over my shoulder. He doesn't have to buy anything. I, I don't yeah. agree with it, but I respect <laughs> it. 
You know what? Speaking of having to buy new books, I just realized this is the first time I have to buy a hardcover novel for this podcast. I guess Dawn Shard was hardcover, and I think that's the only hardcover book from that I own from this I mean, podcast. You could always do <laughs> ebooks. Hmm. You're right. Maybe a Kindle will cost less than a hardcover but book. We are catching up. Wait, you, hey, Wayne has a cane. We are in this catching one. up with. Hold on, Dave. Do you? Go ahead. Dave, do you own a cell phone? Because there's a Kindle app. You can just read Kindle books on your phone. Yeah, you don't actually have to buy a reader. Yep, that's how I read Kindle It's actually pretty books. good. I sometimes use it. Yeah. I think I would rather have a reader for the larger yeah. screen. I, I love my e-reader, but it's just an alternative. I've made it through three full reads of the entire Cradle series minus the last book on my phone. I have read a lot of stuff on my phone. A lot of stuff. I read the entire Wheel of Time series on my phone. But I need my phone to make bullet points while I read. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Anyway, diagram. I was saying, we are catching up with Brandon. That is a thing that is happening. Uh, The Lost Metal came out this past fall, and we are going to start reading it imminently. Uh, So I think, what's it been like? six eight months since it came out it's a little scary how we're closing the gap like this except you guys are forgetting the year of sanderson there are three cosmere novels coming out this year one is already out we have one and those are in the diagram so if you don't want to know the titles for those books that are not yet out do not look at the diagram but um i guessed just based on, okay, if Tress of the Emerald Sea is a regular size novel, not a regular size Sanderson novel, but a regular size novel, I guessed it would take us 10 episodes. And now that we have the book in hand and have counted the pages and know how many pages are in the chapters, um, I think it came out to being 11 episodes on the diagram. So uh, we might split that up a little more. Uh, depending on various factors. But um, yeah, I predicted 10 episodes and it's coming up calculated out to 11 episodes. So if the others follow my predictions, um, which are based on absolute nonsense and not scientifically accurate at all, um, then... You're supposed to tell us (laughs) that. Then we will finish the secret projects uh, sometime next spring or summer. Um, So unless Stormlight 5 comes out, um, you know, rather earlier than anticipated, we are going to catch up. Current estimate is uh, early 2025. Yeah, we are going to catch up. All right. Then we need to have a quick segment here where we pitch something to do when we catch up. Uh, my pitch, since I, since I'm starting this, I'll go first. My pitch is we make the last book that's out stretch until another book comes out. If we have to do a page a week, we do a page a week. (laughs) Hey, that makes my job easier. I I do not like that idea. And we all have to read it at Dave pace. Not, not just, not just Dave, all of us. Nope. So, Dave, are you excited to give bullet point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my suggestion is we get a new new reader, and I get to make fun of them. 
Uh, Ada, I don't think is quite up to Sanderson level <laughs> books yet. Or uh, we could listen to old episodes, like I was trying to. That do. was going to be my idea. <laughs> um. All right, Craig, do you have one, or should I give my second one? But we should. Start I think. With <laughs> I think we should take. So, so I have two ideas. One, we could just do something completely different, like Cradle, and we could just do that for like a year. That'll oh, yeah. that'll get us back on track. We could do Alcatraz or Star Trek. Altern- my yeah, alternative it's... is we could stick the Standerson. We just move outside the Cosmere and do the, the Star Sight series. I, I love it. I love an excuse to. Read I love. The, I like that series. Yeah. Uh, the Star Sight one, Skyward Flight. Um, that was actually going to be what I what I suggested was we 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 hold on co- or sorry we hold on Sanderson. And then we just do chronological through, yeah, through whatever whatever other stuff he's written, not counting Wheel of Time, because I don't want to loop that in. Mm, yeah. Because he finished that series, so we would have 11 books of non-Sanderson to get through three Sandersons, and that's just not, <laughs> um, not super great. And there are already Wheel of Time podcasts that exist, and I don't want to step on those I'm, toes. I'm going to suggest, because we are the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast... Um, what if we just start over? Uh, we all reread the. Co- we we can follow the same chapter diagram that we already have, um, except okay. we also one, one... have to listen to the previous episode on those chapters and talk about what we got right and what we got wrong. Okay, uh, for Elantris, we cannot do the chapter triad. No, again. not no. That was too slow. There were too many that just not much happened except in one of the of the chapters. That was just, before the diagram. Though. That was mm. that was Mike thinking he had a good idea. Uh, turned out, no, not so good idea. All right, well, we've got time to think about this. <laughs> we have, according to Tori, approximately one calendar year with maybe a couple of extra months. Wait, wait, I forgot. Did you actually account for... Uh the windy truthy uh that's uh spring 2025 is the rough estimate yeah like i i have a tentative prediction of how many episodes we don't have enough space um but so we don't have enough space to fill until then is that our problem if if the secret projects are about the same size as tress then um we are going to run out of new things before stormlight 5 comes out the real kick in the pants for this is that there is almost certainly going to be a a, a novella pre book five uh, that will come out around the same time as book five because I assume he's going to use the same the same basic like release schedule as he did for book four. And then we'll which, have another year of content. If it came out earlier, we could stretch. We could we could do some stuff. We could stretch. It could happen, but it's not going to come out until like right before book five. Pretty much guaranteed. So it is entirely possible that Sanderson will again oops a book and and save us, but I don't know that we should count on that. So as we say, you can't predict the short fiction. You also can't predict the long fiction. So anyway, we're going to keep recording as long as we're enjoying it. So that won't be an issue. Yeah, we've, we've got another year and a bit and then we're free forever, but not really. Um... So yeah, I prefer to go non-Cosmere for a little bit. I, th- I, think, I think that that's... if we go non-Cosmere, we should stay Sanderson. Yes. yes. 
Stace Anderson do non-Cosmere stuff. I don't remember what like his first non-Cosmere thing that he wrote was. I think it might have been Alcatraz. Oh, I mean, it's Wheel of Time, but we're not doing Wheel of Time. Elantris is the first published work. Published work. Right. The first non-Cosmere. He did Elantris, and then he did Mistborn, and then and then he did Wheel of Time. We're not doing Wheel of Time because of previously mentioned stuff, so I, it might be Alcatraz, yeah. That sounds about... That would be my guess. Oh, no. What if it's Steelheart? Oh, no. What's wrong with Steelheart? Uh, uh, it's it's a, depressing? It's a not great version of an already overfilled genre that other people have done better. Uh, Pray you never well, find I out. Any of those books. I, honestly, it's not that bad of a read. Dave, if, if you don't really read superhero type stuff. Yeah, I don't. Well, I think I'm going to have this same conversation with Allison on the <laughs> on her uh, short fiction podcast pretty soon. I'll talk about that when the time comes. Uh, that is Wordless with uh, Allison and Mark. Uh, Allison, you may also know as Little Red Book from the green team of the Legendarium. We collaborate with her pretty frequently. And she was a guest on here not too long ago. Because Tori was out, and she happened to be here right before we started recording. I was like, hey, Allison, you want to be a guest? <laughs> Tori she, was out, and Craig was late. <laughs> and she didn't say no. That was her mistake. She was, poor Allison. She only popped into our channel so she could listen to our lilting voices and take a nap. <laughs> All right. It kind of sounds like we are out we're of stuff. We're out of stuff. Yay, we did we it. We finished the book, you guys. All right. That was huge. Let's go into spoiler time. No. <laughs> Wait, really? Right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Good night, Internet. Ne- Bye, everybody. Next week, Lost Metal. Bye. Wait. Yeah. Bye. Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and stop. Perfect ending. So seamless. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.